We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 125. I think it's safe to say that all of us equestrians know that we are in a bit of a bubble when it comes to our industry. Growing up, I went on a couple trips um, to different parts of the world to help in ways that I could, but I feel like I really left the whole experience really appreciating and being thankful for the life that I had been given and the, and the situation that I have, and also the urge and, and the desire to find ways to help others more. Our guest today has the firm belief that anyone is capable in making a difference in someone else's life. So I'm so excited to have her on today. She is a member of the nonprofit organization Just World International. This organization started as a way for riders from around the world to continue to do what they love while riding for a cause. And now thousands of riders and equestrians have come together to raise funds and awareness for education and nutrition programs that really help more than 9,000 children around the world who desperately need the help. I just love how this organization has really found its niche in the equestrian industry, and I just think it's such a great idea and such a great cause. So without further ado, I will have our guest tell the whole story, but here she is, Molly McDougall. I would love to hear about how you first got into the horse world. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my path into the horse world is probably similar to a lot of others out there. You know, it was something horses and animals I was always obsessed with growing up. And I started Mm -hmm. riding when I was about seven years old. And at that point, it it was all I ever wanted to do. Once I sat on that first horse and I was seven, it was just, that's it. No more dance class, no more gymnastics. All I wanted to do was ride. And that sort of followed me throughout the, the path that I took in life. And up into college, I knew that I wanted to continue riding. I wanted to look for a school that supported the equestrian side of it, but also I wanted to look into making this equestrian industry part of my career. So that led me to, after college, to attend the Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD, where I was able to ride on their team for all four years, as well as be an equestrian studies major. And that was an experience that I'm so thankful for to this day. The doors that it opened for me and the ability to learn what else is out there in the Mm -hmm. equestrian world and what goes into this amazing industry that we have. It's not all just physically riding, but all these other avenues that you can explore and experience sort of led me to where I am here today. Amazing. Yeah. I always am curious with kind of an equestrian specific degree. What are some of the like skills that you feel like you still use today, incorporate in your daily life that you learned from doing like an equestrian specific major? Yeah, I think education, I think is so important too, especially when you're in 
in this realm and in this equestrian unique atmosphere is then when you're able to broaden your horizons and see what there is. It's every day I'm learning something new, even now being um, out of school for a few years, but it's that equestrian, like that business side that you don't think of, of what goes into it or all these products, all these other avenues, if it's going into the vets, if it's rules and regulations, if it's course design, how farms are built, how competitions are run. There's so many more intricate and interesting avenues that I think go unseen when you're just looking at the production or you're thinking about a horse show or what we do, but it's that behind the scenes that is able to make it run and being able to get a firsthand look at all those different aspects that go into the sport and into the industry as a whole was really awesome. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that is so cool. So then tell me about how that transitioned. You were a young professional. Where did you find yourself working right out of college? Right out of college, I actually started with the um, nonprofit organization Just World International. And I was, after graduation, you know, I had felt like I achieved a lot of my goals riding. And I wanted to see, you know, what else can I do and what other sort of ways can I look into this industry? And when I stumbled across Just World, it really united a few of my passions and it brought together this horse world. We're based here in Wellington, Florida, right across from the Winter Equestrian Festival and brought together also this philanthropy and this business infrastructure side, which was really what I was looking for. I was looking for something that was in this industry that was with horses, but not physically riding um, and able to learn a little bit more. And then bringing that together with the ability to participate in a charity and dedicate this career to philanthropy was just checked off all the boxes for me. And now I've been here for the past almost six years. Wow. So cool. So, so tell me like what, how would you describe what Just World is for someone who doesn't know? Yeah, for someone who doesn't know, Just World is a nonprofit organization. We unite the global equestrian community together to support children's programs for kids living in impoverished communities around the world. So we do that by bringing together riders, industry professionals, technical officials from all over the globe as a way to um, raise funds to support mainly education and nutrition programs for these kids. And together, we're supporting this year nearly 9,000 children that are all around the world and really giving them the tools they need to build a brighter future. So it's this question community coming together and united by this common passion of the horse that we all share in order to do something a little bit bigger than, than ourselves. So it's it's pretty special. Yeah, definitely. How how did Just World become a nonprofit that was, you know, best known and added into the equestrian world? Like what what's the connection? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. We get that quite a bit too. So actually our founder, Jessica Newman, was a international Grand Prix rider. So she rode in Europe and she rode in the United States growing up until she was um, in college. And it was when she was in college, she took a trip and visited Honduras where she witnessed poverty for the first time. And she was able to see what else is going on in this world outside of sometimes I like to refer to as the, you know, the equestrian, this, this bubble, this amazing world yeah. that we're all living in. Sometimes it's, it's, hard, it's easy to get stuck in it. But once she sort of took a, ba- a step back and saw, you know, what else is going on out there, she said, this isn't just, this is not a just world. We need to do something about this. Like I can do something about this. So she, at that moment, sold her horses, ended her riding career and looked towards creating 
creating this nonprofit. And that was 18 years ago. We just celebrated our 18th um, anniversary. And from that, Just World was, was born. And it came out of her connections. And it came out of just this equestrian world where she knew, this is my network. You know, we have the power to make a difference. Like, mm-hmm. let's get together. And it started you know, as that idea and slowly just sort of snowballed. And it's sort of like the equestrian program in general. It started off with just a handful of ambassadors, you know, of riders that kind of got behind that idea that, hey, there is, you know, problems out there, but this is something we can address and something Mm -hmm. we can make a difference. So they came on board and said, let's spread some awareness. Let's raise some funds and see what we can do. And from there, it's grown. Now we have over 400 ambassadors that are all over the world and all team up together to, like I said, raise funds, spread awareness and, you know, help make the world a little bit more just. Amazing. You were talking about ambassadors. What would you say is the kind of the general idea and responsibility of being a Just World ambassador? Yeah. Being a Just World ambassador is really, you know, it's what you make it. The the world is, it's, you know, you can do anything you want. And I think we're able to provide equestrian. So an ambassador is anyone from any age in any discipline. So we have juniors, amateurs, professional riders, and also technical officials that serve as ambassadors for Just World. And, you know, they go out there every day and they're sort of the role models in their community. They take that step forward to do the right thing. And, and like I said, support these programs and they support by putting on fundraisers, by donating, but also by spreading awareness. We call it riding for a cause when you're working with Just World and um, jumping for Just World and being able to spread the Just World mission and let other people know that they can join us, that they can, they have the power to make a difference just by doing what you're doing every single day. I think that's something that's really unique about Just World and that it offers this community sort of a bridge between the equestrian lifestyle that we're living when, you know, horses don't just deflate and you don't just fold them up and put them away for the night. You know, it's a 24 hour, seven day a week job. And often it's hard to step out of that. And you can't just go and volunteer your time, you know, as much as some people might like, because the horses are such a demanding, demanding sport and demanding lifestyle. So Just World really bridges the gap between this world and philanthropy and gives you know, back people the power to make a difference without skipping a beat and without missing a stride. Totally. For someone who is listening and interested in Just World, what are some of the project programs that are going on and and what do they do? Yeah, that's, you know, another super question. So right now we're actually working with four different project programs. We have one in Cambodia, Guatemala, Honduras, and then our first United States-based program is right here in Florida. And they're all a little bit different in what we do at each program. Like, for example, in Guatemala, it's a fully accredited school. It's, you know, from beginner grades up to their graduating class, which is 11th grade. And that does different programs as, you know, English classes, supporting them in musical styles, math, but also provides hot hot meals and lunches, which is often the only meal that these children get a day. So it's truly a very important project and one that's very near and dear to my heart. But then in Honduras, it's slightly different. In Honduras, it's a mobile library. Mm. And it's essentially a, a pickup truck that goes around to some of the ruralist communities that are in Honduras outside of the capital, Tegucigalpa. And um, it travels about 100 miles a week, reaching students and kids that don't have access 
to education. They don't have a school to go to and brings them classes and resources that helps them have the tools to fracture the cycle of poverty because without it, they truly don't have a chance to be able to access an education or to have a nutritious meal that day. So that's sort of how we're supporting in some of those main ways. Obviously, uh, financial help is a huge part and I'm sure a huge help to Just World. But for people who are wanting to, obviously pending coronavirus and everything that goes along with that, what were the service trips kind of like and and can just about anyone be a part of those uh, trips and projects? And what does that dynamic kind of look like? Yeah, those are, that's one of my absolute favorite parts of Just World too, is I've had the the honor and the privilege on being on a number of them and leading some, some younger groups to visit us in our project in Guatemala, which is right outside of Antigua, Guatemala. And those, it's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. So being able to, to really experience and see the change happening firsthand. So I, I like to say, like, I don't want to just tell you about what we're doing. I don't want to just let you read about the change, but I want you to experience it and sort of be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So we open up those trips to ambassadors, supporters, friends, anyone who wants to, to get involved in, you know, even if it's community service or just kind of step out of that, that bubble, like I was saying, and, and experience a, a new, a new culture that you haven't before. Um, we do that with those trips. Um, so speaking of, of Guatemala, you know, you get to be, you know, firsthand in there and experience what it's like for these kids and help serve the lunches, help with the classrooms, help build. There's a new school construction happening right now, which is so exciting, but I've seen youth mostly and ambassadors that have come to join us and I've seen their eyes sort of widen and much like our founder when she first experienced it, you know, seeing what else is out there is something that it truly stays with you. And those ambassadors that come and visit, you know, they're, they're ambassadors for life. And it's, it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the organization is being able to see that. Totally. I feel like I've been on a few trips growing up to the Bahamas and to a couple other places in the Caribbean and just to support and help and, and, you know, experience that. And it's like you go to help other people, but what really ends up happening is you, it's more of a, like something that you learn and experience within and just appreciating what your life is like back at home and just having like that, that grounding experience to put everything in perspective. I always find super interesting after I leave a trip like that. Yeah, it's that that realization. And I think it sort of goes back to, like I was saying, it's, you know, that you you can make a difference. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, an Olympic rider or if you're you're 13 years old, you have the power. And I would love for everyone to be able to see that the change they they can make. You know, you just have to step out there and do it. And, you know, everyone can can change your life. So it's definitely my favorite thing. Okay, I have the perfect small business for you to support this year, and that is our sponsor today, Christian Low Leather Care. Christian has been working with some of the top saddle makers and leather workers in the equestrian space for some time now, and he truly understands the importance of protecting and moisturizing your saddle and your other leather products to really have them withstand everything we do as equestrians. So he has created his own line of leather care products, balms, oils, soaps, 
to do just that. Everything is created in small batches and created by him. So it is just an incredible business I would love for you to check out. Make sure you head over to his website at christianlow.ca. That's christianlow.ca. You can also find his products over at greenhawk.com, as well as many independent retailers across Canada. So make sure you go check it out. Thank you so much, Christian Low Leather Care. All right, let's head back to the episode. Obviously, you've been a part of Just World for a bit now. How did you personally get involved and, and what what is your role within the organization? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so you know, I've known about Just World and like I said, right after I graduated when I saw there was an opening at the organization, I sort of sort of jumped at it as being something that was, you know, right up my alley and really yeah. something that I needed to explore a little bit more. But, you know, over the years, I've sort of grown with the organization. And right now I do, I manage the leadership side of the organization and also take care of the ambassador program. So I'm sort of the the go-to person when we're talking about coordinating the equestrians that are involved and sort of being that person in between the rider and the supporter and the organization and being able to help all these moving pieces keep going in the right direction and making sure everyone knows sort of what's going on and how they can make a difference. So that's sort of my role, but we're such a small organization. Like we only have five, five staff members. So we all, all wear a lot of hats and all um, do a lot of teamwork to keep this organization going. We operate on a very, very lean budget and do everything we can to to give back to these kids. So it's it's a really cool experience and I'm thankful for this opportunity. With having Just World within the equestrian industry, I feel like is unique in and of itself. But what would you say are some benefits of having, you know, the equestrian industry be the main source of people that you talk to and the main source of support for Just World? And then what would you say are the challenges that come with that as well? It's such, it's such a unique world. And I always say, and I think, you know, like Bethany, like you and I, like someone who's grown up in it, like we Mm -hmm. know what it's like, but to someone on the outside, I'm sure people think like this horse world, this is (laughs) crazy. You know, what are are you doing? But it's, it's such a passion for us. And I think, you know, when you're in it and like I referenced earlier too, it's, you know, it's 24 seven. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. It's a seven day a week thing. And when you're in the world, you know, to the level or like, like we are here, you know, it's, it, it, it just doesn't stop. So being able to have people that are so committed and they're already so determined and they're so passionate about what they're doing that it's can be difficult. So it's sort of a double edged sword between having these, this amazing industry and this amazing community that just, that, you know, the equestrian world already fosters itself, but being able to step outside and do something else is sometimes tricky, you know, just for sheer lack of lack of time. And, you know, you have to really be dedicated to this sport and give it your all to reach your goals in it. So sometimes taking that time to pause or to do something else, I find some riders or equestrians have um, a hard time doing that. So bringing together the nonprofit side and bringing it to the equestrian world is a really unique opportunity. Definitely. So I would say that that is something that's, you know, unique about what we do. And like I said, double-edged and being able to get this committed people and this really determined group 
together is, is a really awesome, great power that they have. Yeah, definitely. I know you also do in normal years have galas and events and ways to raise awareness and and grow your community. But I believe it was last week you had your very first virtual gala. Would love to hear how that went and and what kind of went on during that. Yeah, it was it was surreal. It's so amazing. So we've had this was our 18th gala and you know with the state of the world that it had to take on a a new form this year which was all novel and all unique to us with being a totally virtual event so normally the just world annual global gala is held here in wellington florida every january it tends to be a kickoff for the winter season as one of the first social social events and social gatherings of the WEF circuit. And it has about 600 guests that come and it's an amazing night of, you know, celebration and fundraising and sort of giving back and understanding what we've done this past year for our projects. But this year we sort of thought, all right, what are we going to do? We have to do something new. We have to make sure that we are able to make up these funds, but also keep the momentum going for Just World. We can't let, you know, the state of the world right now knock us down. We have to keep going. So we've turned to this virtual event and it was, it was so amazing. I was really humbled and blown away by the generosity that I witnessed this year from the equestrian community and from our supporters. Like I have to thank them. They've really stepped up and gone above and beyond this year that, you know, not just making a donation or purchasing a table or an auction item to be part of a party, but they truly were giving back solely for this, the projects and what we're doing. And it was because of that generosity that 100% of the proceeds and 100% of what we raised from this um, year's virtual gala was able to go straight to our projects. So I'm so excited oh, about cool. that and I'm just really, really proud and um, thankful to this community that we have. But yeah, we were able to create a um, virtual premiere night and we had a small um, marketplace for donations and got together with Zoom viewing parties from all around the world. We actually had three different time zones over the weekend, a United States time zone for the Americas. We had a European time and also an Asian time. So it was a really cool way to see people join together, Mm -hmm. but from apart. So it was, it was really fun and such a success. I'm coming down off that high right now. Oh, that is so cool. It's something where I'm sure going into it and the planning process, it was a little nerve wracking. Like, are people even going to show up to this or like, what is it it going to be like? Yeah, that and it was sort of unknown too because it takes us almost a year to plan each because you know there yeah people it's a large event so it we started I want to say in you know June we were really nailing down what we thought we were going to do and with these uncertain times that was really difficult sort of thinking about like event planning and everyone's mm-hmm. sort of experiencing it is you don't know what the world might look like. So we were thinking, you know, back in the spring, what do we think January at the horse show is going to be? Like, we don't know. So we sort of had to roll the dice a little bit and go with our guts and do the best we could to keep this ball rolling. And I'm sure glad we did because it was, you know, the 18th year, the strangest year, but definitely one of the best. With you guys being right across the street from the Winter Equestrian Festival, are you, and maybe more in previous years, but maybe this year also, are you doing a lot on the showgrounds or what does that kind of look like for like physical representation? 
Yeah. So physical representation, we do not as much at this horse show at in Wellington, but we do mostly at partner shows around the world, such as, you know, the Hampton Classic is a huge supporter, as well as up in Thunderbird Horse Show in Vancouver is amazing. We do a lot with the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. And at those horse shows, it's always something a little bit different. Yeah. So we like to do awareness and building events, but also fundraisers at the horse shows. And so we sort of, it's another way how we're bringing philanthropy to the horse shows, to the equestrians, we come to you. So sometimes that takes on the form of a, it could be a, an auction, it could be a drawing, it could be a um, sponsored clear the jump initiative during the week's Grand Prix. It really can take on any form. And we work closely with those partner horse show organizations to figure out like, what can we do this week? What do we want to do that is one going to fill the need that those um, riders that are there are going to be looking forward to it and want to get involved, but also be able to raise awareness and raise a little bit of funds. It's always something new and we try to keep it fun and, and something that everyone wants to participate in. What would you say is your area of the industry that you are super passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either doesn't know a lot about or just doesn't talk that much about? You know, that's something I would, I would say that that is the individual and unique power that all equestrians have. And I've learned this through my time being with the organization and working with so many incredible ambassadors is that every single one of us has the power within us to make change. And, you know, you don't have to be a CEO of a business and you don't have to be an Olympic rider just to, to have your voice. You know, we all have a voice and we can all do something even just throughout our daily life that impacts someone positively. So I think that, you know, sometimes it, it goes a little bit unnoticed. And like you were saying, it's, you know, sometimes people don't always, you know, shed light on the fact that you can make a difference and that you can make a change. And so I'm really proud to be able to, you know, let people realize their own potential and whether or not, if that's, you know, becoming part of just world or whatever they do in their daily life is that they can benefit someone else and they can make a positive change. And I see that through, you know, equestrians coming together and realizing, Hey, just, you know, if I spread awareness, you never know who you're going to meet. Or if I put on this bake sale, or if you make a donation from a family, you know, organization, the impact that that can have is can really change someone's life. And so I think just that realization that you can make a difference is something I would love for everyone to to realize that they have that power in them. So that would be what I think. Love that. I love that. For someone who is interested in learning more information about Just World or how they can be a part of it, what's the best next step for them to reach out? Yeah, definitely. The next best step is look us up on on the internet. It's, you know, justworldinternational.org or also at justworldinternational on Instagram and on Facebook. You know, just send us a message, like start the conversation. Or if you know anyone else that's already involved with the organization, just just reach out and and talk about it. I'm, I'm here and I'm always available to chat with people and figure out, you know, what they could do to make a difference and how I can help them make a change. So that would be the next step is just learn a little bit more and and reach out and see how you can get involved. Amazing. Well, Molly, thank you so much for taking the time. I think it's a topic that so many people would be interested in, but maybe didn't know much about or how they could get involved. So I appreciate you taking the time and I wish you all the best. Oh, Bethany, thank you so much. This was, this was a blast. So I appreciate your time too. 
All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.